0: big show today lots to go through we get we're going we're gonna to kick it off with some updates from Patty Fisher Then we're going to hand it over to Andrew, who's going to introduce a new tool that the EOS Nation team has built called Spyglass. Then we're going to jump right into the Pomelo uh, Pomelo speed dating pitches. So 30-second pitches from a bunch of our Pomelo grant creators. Of course, we'll also have some other Pomelo updates. We're talking Yield Plus report for February. We've got Antelope Coalition updates that are going to lead us into some Leap 4.0 upgrade teaser we're going to be doing talking about the the let's talk EOS EVM deep dive podcast that was released this week. Uh, Zach's going to be uh, talking about that. Zach's also been presenting at the Blockchain Gaming Alliance. We're going to be talking about that. We've got EOS Community Poker Tournament Third Edition going on next Sunday, twenty sixth. We're of course finish up the show with the community open mic and then some off topic banter and bailouts in the USA.
1: So Funday is a, a global web three leading agency. They've done work with Algorand, uh Stefan, Bittrex, First Digital. Um they uh so they've done global work, they've done work around different types of campaigns. Uh can you hear me? Hello? Yes, yes we can oh, hear you. I think there was someone else running interference. <laughs> um, boy uh yeah sorry my connection and the interference um so the the work that we're doing with them it's it's gonna help us really elevate um the brand and and eos um the architect in terms of how the relationship between um the different stakeholders and and things we manage within the the network um and help build continue to build our narrative, which is the other so we have a a common um uh, story. And then also really uh, you know, as we start scaling, uh, making sure that we're kind of growing the brand and, and having the impact that we want um in the market. And this, I don't know if if you recall when I first joined was, was one of the biggest opportunities I see in this space is really to help elevate the brand and build brands in this space because um it, it can make a diff it, it's a key differentiator to us And and especially if we don't have the resources like the other ones in this space. So I'm excited to to start the work. We just kicked it off. I'll to see you guys uh with and, and gals um with uh updates and and uh how uh we also will involve um uh you know the teams in, in the process as well. Um so that that is my update um on that. And then I guess uh I'm sure. Um, Zach will cover, but we're excited for for we have got two big events um that the teams are going to uh paris blockchain week, so you've seen a lot of communication around that and uh the uh, uh game alliance uh, blockchain game alliance uh event the g d c um, but uh but thank you that was my update
0: All right, great, thank you patty. Uh, for sharing that with us, Zach, was there anything else you wanted to uh talk about in relation with this stuff?
2: Well, just um, I guess maybe Patty, you want to kind of share some of the nuances? Uh, so ENF branding's <laughs> relatively simple because we own the IP and kind of control that destiny, but there's still uh baggage on the EO side, so. As everyone knows, like there's two versions of the chest, what we call the chestahedron. There's the original EOS logo that was used uh, mostly during the ICO. It's the one with the, the more lines to it, and then there's the simplified version which Block One released at some point 2019 or so, and that one we've had to kind of abandon because that particular logo is under uh, copyright in multiple countries. And there has actually been a history of like block one sending cease and desist orders to previous projects in the EOS ecosystem. One of them was like SenseChat, for example, when they wanted to use the EOS uh name and logo in the um app store, they got a cease and desist letter. This was a couple of years ago. But that's a big reason you've probably seen since DNF has launched, you've seen a resurgence. Of the original EOS logo, the reason behind that is because um, we, c- we just can't use the second one, the 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 more modern one that Block One released. They protect it uh, with the IP, and the IP, as everyone knows, that was the big uh, line in the sand that was drawn last des- or two December's ago. Now, uh, whenever Block One was essentially fired, so it's one of the limitations with the EOS brand. Um, so it also kind of complicates a, a like branding process. So we've been pretty transparent about um, targeting uh, blockchain gaming and GameFi in particular, about uh, a big target demographic for the future of uh, where the ENF directs its time and resources and focus. Um, and in doing so, that's part of uh, what we plan to do with Funday is how do we visually uh, enable the brand of EOS and ENF? And all of the, the sub brands around that, like EOS EVM, for example, how do we kind of give those the visual identity of a gaming brand, for example? And how do we do it in a way that respects the history of EOS and what brought us all here in the first place? Um, so that, that's one of the things I kind of wanted to bring up also. I, just, I really just want community feedback on how they believe the best approach would be to give EOS without changing its name. We're not talking about changing names for a branding process. But as far as a visual identity, so if we wanted to visually identify with the EOS network, what would that look like? Should it complete should we just stick with status quo? Like if, if you're a hardliner and you're just like, the chestahedron's great, let's keep the chestahedron intact exactly as it was. Um, and limitations there, it's it's black and white, same with the ENF logo, uh, limited in color. In um, it's already um, embedded in a lot of uh, logos, external to, like I guess, building on top of the EOS network. So if you look at all of the block producers' logos, for example, they're all kind of, a lot of them are based out of the chestahedron. So just really getting community feedback on what you think the direction should be if if you were kind of in, in control. And we'll keep everyone in the loop along the way. But I really just wanted feedback on, sh- do you want status quo? Like, is what we have good? Because I personally believe um, that the chestahedron is very difficult to work with in our experience. It looks bad on any background besides black or white. Um, it has It's a little bit busy.
1: Um, Yeah. And it's the current chestahedron too, the way that, and it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of challenges with working with it in, in different uh, mediums as well. Um, But it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's also the current uh, visualization of the chestahedron.
2: Right. So, yeah, I just really wanted to get feedback because there are strong ties to the the chestahedron. Uh, A lot of people feel very strongly about it. And the, there, there's a few different directions that things could go. It could be a complete refresh. Let's just, this is the new EOS. Let's start brand new. It could be, let's modernize everything. Let's throw it back to the chestahedron somehow uh, so that you could identify with it. Like if you look at the ENF logo, for example, you can clear, clearly see the connection to the chestahedron. Um, as long as you're from this ecosystem, you can kind of see that they're they're very similar. but as we go through the these like processes with these uh like with funday um there's going to be a lot of different um directions thrown at us that we need to kind of make decisions on and since we're very very early in the process it's just kicking off uh i think uh, very, either this week or very soon um i just wanted to kind of throw it out there for community feedback on what everyone thinks so that your voice can be heard and kind of factored into some of these early discussions
0: So yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it, guys. What do you think? What do you think is the current visual identity of the EOS network? What would you like to see it? Um, I see we've got a couple of of answers in the chat already. We got Aaron Cox saying out with the old. He wants to get rid of it. Tony pumping his bag, suggesting a nautical theme. Nice, nice try, Tony. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, yeah.
3: hey, if you can hear me, I'd say uh, EOS performs better than any other blockchain. Uh, this community, EOS, um, offers more opportunity than any other blockchain. Um, Antelope and IBC and go on and on. So let the, uh, the new marketing scheme um, uh, screen that.
0: So is that a vote for designing something new? indeed. Okay, there we go. So we got two two votes so far, both of them design something new. Um, let's see some let's see some ones in the chat if you if you think we should design something new, or let's see some zeros in the chat if you think we should stick to something that closely resembles the, the chestahedra, which is the logo that is now being used for this Discord server. We got some ones rolling in from N.S. James, Aaron Collins, Tony, Zero from Jack Bites, Louis asking questions, designing something new for the visual identity of the EOS network. So the logo for the EOS network right now, it's the chestahedron, which you can see here as the logo for this Discord server. Sebastian is proposing a retro palm tree. All right, I like it. Joshua Seymour coming in with the one. Yana, new answer. With uh, I have, five a, I have a question. Logo. Yes, who's this?
4: This is Jesse with the bees. If, if we went with a new logo that's not the chestahedron, would the ENF? Would it also make sense for the ENF to change their logo? Because it's like a derivative of the chestahedron. <laughs> so to me, it would be like much more labor intensive to change the logo. Especially because it's like on all the exchanges. I do agree that like the current chestahedron is not that great. So I would vote for option two to have just a cleaner, more modernized chestahedron. So the issue yeah,
5: with the exchanges there is,
1: there is, go go a, I'm sorry, there is a connection, of, you know, of course, with the ENF and the logo, it was inspired by the chestahedron. So you know that is definitely something that we would look at for the connection, and and uh, I, I'm not sure if if you um, if somebody was getting ready to ask or if it was coming in. Um, what we would look at is um, also, of course, competitive marketplace and how other um, organizations and not just in our category in our in our industry, um, but others use. So typically, um, you know, we would try to rally uh, uh, around making and getting behind one mark um, that represents, you know, all components of, of what we're doing. So
2: if you look at the, 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 what would you call this, Patty? The house of brands when we were talking yesterday? If you look at Ethereum as an example, like there's like eight different versions of the Ethereum logo and they're colored a little bit differently. One represents the foundation. One represents the token. But they all look the same. Like if you saw it, you'd be like, that's the Ethereum logo. But it, it, it could be a number and That's just one example in, in crypto. Then there's other ones where the foundation has a derivative of, like a closer derivative than the ENF to the chestahedron. Um, Algorand, for example, it's essentially just the Algorand logo with a specifically shaped box around it. So, so there's a, a, a visual connection between the two. And that's another area that's a bit complicated right now because we're the ENF. We don't want to necessarily speak on. on we aren't the EOS network, but we represent the EOS network. And sometimes um, uh, a partner might only be able to put one logo on a, a a poster or a graphic, let's say. And we need to make that choice and Usually we use the ENF just because uh, for a couple of reasons, but one of them is just it looks better because the chestahedron that's not trademarked. It its right. lines are very thin, it's not it's busy and it, it's just kind of creating more issues recently because we're we have a spin-off, so we got EOCVM and then just the partnership in in general, these conversations of okay, let's do a graphic together, which logo should be used? It's it's just, it's come up more recently than than previously. And also just the fact that we're entering into this um, uh, relationship with Funday. So I, I just wanted to kind of talk to the community about this because obviously you all are, are the EOS community. Um, <clears throat> and as I think, Jesse, where you're going with the ENF logo, I think everything is open for change if it is for the betterment of EOS. So even though the ENF is a relatively new brand, we're not necessarily married to it. Because if the EOS network were to go through a visual upgrade, then the ENF would would be right there along with it, with our mark It's not so established that many people outside of the EOS community would miss it, or anyone really.
6: Yeah, I love all the people in the comments, but if folks want to speak up and be heard, that would be really appreciated too. If you just feel like grabbing the mic, jump on.
4: What do you think Yay. about it,
5: Brandon?
6: <laughs> <clears throat> I have a lot of feelings about it, but I'm kind of yeah. interested in just hearing it. Yeah, what? I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I'm really flexible. I, I think what I want to see is coherent, like a coherent brand structure like that unifies everything together. And Because right now what we have is a little over here over there not you know between antelope and the enf and, and eos it's just like there's not a lot of direct correlation there so yeah we're, we're, we have a bit of a red, red odds kind of with ourselves so i just want yeah like,
1: i think uh, i'm sorry Brandon, but i think the last second half of last year as we started getting into market and looking at um campaigns and physical and, and live experimental experiences that we're trying to put together and how do we talk about the relationships between these things, and you know, how do we direct new users, especially into the ecosystem, um, to the right places and the findability and the domains and the content? So there's a lot to be considered, and, and you know, the brand is not just the mark; it's everything else that we will put around it. And so, um, to your point, have, being cohesive and really thoughtful about what that is 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 part of the work that um that will go. And, and, you know, it's, it's really, um, helping us to better scale long-term.
7: I have some thoughts like I'm not opposed to changing our logo because I, I see how like a a facelift could help us change the narrative and help us change our brand image and those things. I like how our current logo is geometric and I like how simple it is so we can create derivatives like the ENF did, I mean, but the the reason we're doing it, I guess, just seems absurd oh. to me. Like, Block One doesn't own a I copyright.
0: You. Oh.
1: Block does. Yes. Block yes. One does have a Block One does have a, a mark, a trademark in several countries for the one that um had, they've primarily used. So they still have the the, the you know legal claim to it
6: uh yeah the simplified version yeah
1: the simplified version yes correct yeah
6: not the chest of heater yeah itself. so
7: they they don't own like a shape so if we had like a clean room implementation like if someone just drew it or we had a designer make it and it looks similar like first of all does that matter i mean my second question is and i only have three thoughts here my second question is like Sure, they've sent nasty, scary letters to people, but have any of these actually ever gone to court, and have they ever actually gotten awarded anything? Because to me, this just seems ridiculous. It's like people owning colors. I mean, I know that like Pantone owns a bunch of colors, and that's enforceable, but it just is the most ridiculous thing in the world. And then the third thought was – well – I guess I forgot the third thought. I lost my second so thought. So on the second, that,
1: on your Zach, on your second thought um, on the mark, they do. I, I mean, I think that um, uh, what usually happens is it's challenged in court if they're not using the mark. So you can claim to it and you're using it as part of your business. But if they're, you know, in, in the way that they're using, there's a lot of things there. Um, it's It's probably not the path that we'd want to go to because I think you know, I believe we do have a lot more options with your first uh, consideration, which is we have a chistahedron, like there's a shape um, to, you know, that can provide a lot of flexibility and in, in itself, um, you know, we, th- there's a lot of um, design, create, you know, creative th- uh, thinking that can happen just with that shape. Um, so that, that's, we're not, no, no, we, there's no decision on anything, right? I think it was just, um, the idea of kind of where we are and, um, just re looking at, um, examining what, what's, you know, what are some of the better options for us? Because it, it it is a challenge. Um, and we do need to drive some cohesiveness and, um, and go through, um, the, the exercise.
7: I agree. I remembered my third point, and I appreciate everything you just said. I, I heard you. But uh, my third point was, did they ever publish their logo in a GitHub repo under the MIT license? Because that's extremely permissive. Um,
1: I don't know that specifically, but they did uh, publish it in external communications, and they still use it on uh, websites. So they're using the the mark that the, the simplified chastohedron, hä- right? Not... The
8: one that yeah. they own. Hello, if I may say something, <clears throat> you know, I, I this is Jack Bytes, by the way. Um, you know, I like the seniority of the token in itself. So
3: uh, you no, know? I had a thought um, before this thing. It's more of a impress- hey, hey, ho- hold on, hold on, hold on.
6: Uh, Marco, someone is speaking. Jack Bytes was speaking.
8: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, so this is Jack Bites again. So the seniority of the token, I think it's very, very important. With the logo, and as Phil was saying in one of his comments, that a kid on the store saw, saw the logo and they recognized it immediately. So I I think this seniority, this, uh, uh, you know, uh, a token that is acting well since 19- in. Uh, 2018. I think that's a very strong uh, side of what we have with the name Eos and its original symbol. But at the same time, and I feel this um, that's like my other side of me it's saying, okay, we really need to separate strongly from block one. And I am going to post it right now a um, comment that a writer from Protos wrote in last week on the 6th. And he's saying outright that um, Block One with EOS have invested in Silvergate. And so there is no separation between Block One and the current EOS in that whole article what i take it is that uh, the writer in itself is thinking that block one eos are the same one that they invested in silvergate and so he's posting in here just last week 7 million dollars that blumer lost in this investment and it's carrying with eos so i think that's affecting us also as the token so i strongly think that we need to separate EOS from block one, but at the same time, you know, we need to keep that old logo and the name as the seniority. It is a difficult subject, but I think we should leave this to the professionals to decide in a better, stronger marketing to separate and say, here's the new EOS and there's no nothing to do with block one
1: yeah no, I appreciate that. I, I think, um your point on the value of what we have today, that mark, the recognition, right? That's what we call brand value. You, you know, that people you don't have to go through that. There's already some recognition awareness, and we've experienced that. So um that is something that uh, it has to be evaluated um versus building of a new uh, mark and and a new story and a new business. So, um you know there's there's uh definitely considerations in both of those um and as i think Zach mentioned too um the you know because the, the eos has been uh uh you know the last 3 years in different places like the the reach and the integration that that mark um is is you know where it is today it's pretty extensive you know just working with the likes of binance and Coinbase and some of the uh, you know exchanges, but also with partners um, and uh, uh, documentation. Like there's, it, it's definitely integrated into as it should be, um, you know, in in all of the experience. Um, so it 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 would be, um, you know, a, a project to to transform that.
9: Hmm. And maybe another question for the community is Chase here from Challenge DAC is. Say, if we did pivot and, and have a new logo, how much work and how, what would it take to get that logo adopted by other exchanges and and that sort of thing? I know at Challenge DAC, we've changed our logo, I believe, three times. And it's always, you know, I think still to this day, we have some websites that have our original first logo. So reaching out to people and letting them know that the logo's changed and, 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 uh, letting people know that I know it can be difficult. So is that something that we've thought about or, or would know how it would look like?
1: Yeah, it, it's a consideration for sure. Um, usually what you do with um, some, like the brand transformation is that, you know, you would set up toolkits and um, different communications and outreach programs and start with some of the bigger um, experiences, like where, where you have the biggest footprint. and then uh in all customer or user uh interfaces first right where where it's displayed um heavily um so there is a a way to do the the brand transformation it it just um like you said it takes time and it takes a lot you know effort depending on how ingrained you are in the market and partners and channels and all of that sort of stuff that comes into play so there would be a a plan that would need to be um you know, created and supported, um, for that.
2: Yeah. To add to that, there's already that issue. Um, so there's already two versions of the EOS logo. And if you go on 10 different exchanges, you're going to see probably about a 50, 50 split of which logo is being used. So we're in a situation now it's like, we could go to, we, we already have gone to a lot of exchanges to update, like the EOS profile, for example, the text. Uh, on, on all of the major exchanges and then going through to the, like the next tier down and the next tier down. But there's still this, it, it, it's, you have to do them one by one. And then there's block explorers that like, and then right. there's wrap tokens on block explorers on like Binance, like the the deals over there. But there's already two versions of the logo. So we could go through the process now and just kind of be like, okay, switch to the original logo because that's the one we're using and that's that's the one the NF is using we can't not use the logo that was used in the years uh leading up to the NF we have to use the original one and if we went through the process of hitting all 200 plus exchanges to update to the original logo it's the same amount of work if in a in a couple of months if we have something completely different and if we want to go through that upgrade process so that's why it has, one of the reasons it hasn't happened is because this tedious task of hitting up every single website that has any version of the logo to get some brand consistency, even if we just stick with the original Chester, um, that needs to be done regardless. But it, it needs to be done. Uh, if we're going to have the possibility of a refresh in visuals, then we would be best to hold off on doing that. Until we have something that we think will be permanent for at least the next couple of years,
1: yeah so it it's it's kind of uh, in in you know I started the conversation, I guess really looking you know introducing fun day in the project, um but all of these questions are all you know considerations that we have to take and and the the problem I think zach is is what you're stating is that it it is challenging with what we have today. Um, one the visual, the the asset itself, the mark, in um, the way that it's used, uh, the the way the flexibility it provides, um, and the inconsistency part of 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 um, the way it's being used today. So we're, we're going to need to uh, help drive that, and um, the opportunity is there that you know as we do that, um, kind of revisit and make sure that, uh, it's an optimal, um, mark and we're just checking the mark now, but, you know, again, uh, we would be looking at, um, a a broader just design system for, for ourselves, um, um, just to, to, to upgrade what we have today. So, um, that's also, um, part of the project.
10: I, I will say that I think both, uh, ways are valid because, um, a new logo would definitely separate the EOS community from B1. But if you or we all want to keep the logo, if, for example, B1 just, you know, sends lawsuits and say the ENF funds a defense against those lawsuits and then that makes into media coverage, that would, like, I think B1 would look like the bad guy there. And it would also, like, underline that EOS is separate. Like, something uh, uh, Jack Bytes mentioned earlier, like, Perception is that B1 is still EOS, and if they sue, sue like people for using the logo, and like there's a lot of support of those people because actually we, the community, feel like we're EOS, not them. Um, maybe the, I mean maybe they could still win, but it would definitely prove to pretty much the world that the EOS has become a new entity separate from B1. Or, like even so, if that's already the case, like with ENF, this like w- like this like sort of conflict w- wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I think
2: do that would be going backwards on just like the last 18 months like we communicated it to like eos support and other people who run some of these community groups that's why like you, you'll notice if you go through like the icon in, in the discord channel the icon in the eos chat on telegram the new eos chat on telegram a lot of them have switched to the original logo so like there was already like a shift so to then to shift back to the modern one, just to give a middle finger to B1 is like extra work. And I I also just want to be clear that it's not only the copyright, the copyright and trademark is just one component to it. Um, Another thing is just how it looks next to other logos. So we've seen our mark now, both the ENF and EOS, um, next to other brands and especially gaming brands that are like loud and colorful. It's just we're, we look weak, like visually weak, next to these more bold, prominent marks. So there's also that factor of it all. Also, it's not it's not strictly l- legal issues. And, and the the target demographic of blockchain gaming, GameFi, that that market. Um, the current Keller scheme of EOS is black and white, so it, it's yeah. ideal.
0: <laughs> hey Marco, I had to mute the mute you there earlier, um, but if you wanted to share your thoughts there, I've unmuted you.
3: I lost the uh, speaker. I don't know. I, I couldn't hear him talking. About, but I just had a thought. Um, will the uh, new logo be available for the community to
5: use? <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, that's a, a good question. Actually, one of the um assumptions going into the project is um the idea that um that it could be used by the community, right? Um and sorry, I tend to go upstairs. <laughs> um but the the assumption is um a lot of the work that the community's done and taking it, taking the testahedron and personalizing it, right? Um I love that. And I think that gives um, it's gives it, uh, you know, some, um, so anyways, yes, it, it will, sorry, I'm out of breath. Um, it will be um, something that we look at and is part of the assumptions as we build um, the brand. You know, how, how can we give the community tooling so that they can also help, um, you know, be the owner and personalize that?
6: yeah that was one of the things I've, I have really enjoyed about the Chestahedron. <clears throat> as it's been applied through some of the brands that are you know using it like what well, you see in the EOS nation logo and EOS Rio kind of really took it and created this whole interior like they made it into a palette and then filled it out and I like that aspect of of the shape um, when it's employed in that way so it is nice that there that there's that much kind of like community Flavor being brought to this.
5: Yeah, my one thing
0: was to keep the old logo. You know, that was my initial reaction. Um, but that's not considering any you know design considerations and, and how that logo looks on various sizes and backgrounds and all that. Um, and and, as, and I think from the answers we've heard so far. I would think a majority is leaning towards having a new uh new visual identity uh which is interesting I probably would uh, I would not have I would have guessed I would not have guessed that actually if you would have asked me to guess before which is which is uh which is interesting and it's great that everyone's sharing their feedback here really really awesome
1: and I would say like it's uh you know we're kicking off this project um and stew on it think about it um We'll uh, come back and, and, you know, share progression around that. Um, but there is a lot to be considered. I mean, just in this, like, 45 minutes, um, uh, you know, thinking through um, those elements are all important. And part of the process is, is really to, to be thoughtful about the change and not just um, put something out. So.
10: As Zach mentioned earlier, um, for the GameFi audience, couldn't you couldn't there just be like something unique for that? And if it becomes so popular and EOS is known as the gaming blockchain, uh then there would be even more cause for the new logo to take over. So instead of just, you know, snap your fingers and it changes, like the most successful like a very successful aspect of EOS kind of becomes the dominant logo.
1: Well, yeah, we I mean... did talk about this as well. Um, in the, the case of um you know, uh, Zach, um, the, the talking about Ether and uh, Ethereum and having the branded house. So that that idea that everything under Ethereum is kind of built. Um, you know, all the brands and businesses and the products and ser- you know services under that brand um, uh, really support that master brand ETH. Um, so there's uh, some flavoring that uh, is different, but really it's it's um, it really supports that that same master brand um in a case of you know a house of brands like uh, think about coca-cola and uh, coke coca-cola having different multiple brands underneath them as a business so each of those brands um hit a certain audience mountain dew let's say right um so they have a whole different experience look and feel audience and in those kinds of things there so there's um a, a structure that. Allows that to happen as well, um, and we could uh, explore both. It's it's uh, you know mul- uh, launching and and uh, managing multiple brands can get costly. But again, thinking about um, how we lean in and how we best position ourselves in that market, that could be um, something else that is considered.
6: Let's hear it, Nathan. I want to hear Nathan chime in. Enough of these. Enough of these funny comments.
3: <laughs> no mic.
6: No mic. Oh, oh. Well, send your message telepathically then.
9: <laughs> yeah, know. and another thing, like thinking back through other projects is i don't know if other people agree with this is it seems like when steam it parted ways with uh in, in turning to hive them having that different name and i don't know if they had a different logo too it seemed like that event has been more publicized than uh the split with block one and eos so maybe a, a name change or a logo change would be able to signify that a little bit
0: All right, great feedback, everyone. I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this again on future firesides. Going to give it one last chance for anyone if anyone wants to drop a final comment, and if not, we're going to keep the show moving because we've got lots of topics to get to and some people that can't stay forever.
6: Joshua is asking, "What's up with the name change?" Um, there's no name change, Joshua. We're just talking about the the logo.
0: all oh, right so let's leave it there for now um if you've got more thoughts and comments we can always circle back later on in the show during the open mic section at the end of the show but for now let's keep it going um i'd like to invite andrew to introduce spyglass to us
11: sure how's my uh, audio and my mic
0: coming in clear andrew
11: Okay, cool. I was worried I may be robotic, but I'm glad to hear. Uh, Yeah, so um, uh, my name's Andrew Ware. I'm the uh, um, uh, writer as well as product owner for uh, EOS Nation. Um, And uh, what uh, we have been working on is a project called Spyglass. Uh, Spyglass is a monitoring tool for Antelope-based blockchains. Uh, it collects transaction traces uh, to track unconfirmed blockchain transactions and the node operators, nodes, and accounts that send and process them. Uh, a transaction trace, by the way, is a uh, a record that a node on an antelope network generates when it processes a transaction. Uh, it includes transaction data, any errors that occur during processing, as well as the final state of the transaction. And uh, each node that processes a transaction produces a transaction trace Unique to that node and unique to that transaction. Uh, And for Spyglass, we collect those. Um, Let's see, we've got a, if you check out, I don't know if uh, Steph put a link in there. I shared the link, shared a screenshot. So if you follow that link, you can uh, check out the homepage. We call it the Discover page. It just shows at-a-glance data about the blockchain Spyglass monitors, which currently consists of EOS WAX and TALOS. Uh, Click on a network and you can go to the inspect page and view data about the network. Uh, One thing to note is that uh, statistics like success rate are not indications of the integrity of the network, but rather indications of how many people are sending failed transactions on the network. Uh, EOS, for example, has lots of arbitrage bots that send tons of buy and sell orders, uh, most of which fail. But the few that are successful make it a profitable venture. And thus, you'll see uh, EOS's success rate looks lower than the other ones. That's not a reflection of the network itself. It's a reflection of the activity on the network. Um, If you're looking for more details on a particular transaction, you can enter a transaction ID into the search bar, and it'll search our record of the last 24 hours of transaction traces for a matching transaction ID. Uh, If it finds a transaction, it will take you to a transaction history page where you can find all of the transaction traces for a particular transaction. Um, and they both, both pages return all transaction traces and display them in chronological order, I believe reverse chrono- chronological order. Um, you can also enter an account name, which will bring you to the search bar for records matching that account. Um, selecting the account will bring you to the inspect account page where you can view statistics and transaction traces related to the account. Um, however, one note on this uh, particular feature, uh, Nodeo software currently only tracks a transaction's first authorizer. So if users are utilizing gray mass fuel or uh, Pomelo CPU or another uh, resource provider, uh, their transactions will be categorized under that resource provider. Um, And uh, unfortunately, we were sort of looking at ways to get around that, and it's um, currently not feasible given uh, current logging features. Um, But uh, we'll see in the future. Um, One thing I would like to highlight. Spyglass is a project that was uh, developed with help and collaboration from the ENF and the Antelope core development team. Uh, more specifically, it was made possible by uh, new logging features in uh, LEAP version 3.1. Uh, and I think it's important to highlight too the level of transparency and collaboration our team has had with the ENF dev team, uh, both in delivering and improving upon these uh, logging features. Um, They incorporated some suggestions that we made into the new 4.0 release that will be coming out. Um, And future versions of the software are likely to bring even more improvements, Uh, like uh, moving the GELF logger to a different thread, including more error details and transaction traces, those sorts of things. Um, We encountered a few issues during development that sort of pushed it back a little bit in terms of the release. In particular, we found our initial choice of uh, Redis, was ill-equipped for the sheer amount of data we were throwing at it. Uh, For context, with just a handful of nodes sending logs, uh, we're already receiving hundreds of thousands of transactions per minute. Uh, We eventually switched to Elasticsearch for our backend, and while it's not as fast as a Redis database would have been, at least it works. Um, So this means that we are ready to receive logs from other node operators. Uh, By node operators, I am referring to block producers, as well as API node operators and other people or entities running Antelope blockchain nodes. Uh, Many thanks to Boyd and Generios for setting up their nodes for testing our system and providing another source of logs. Uh, If you are a node operator uh, and you or your team would like to send us logs, feel free to get in contact and we can provide instructions and any necessary parameters you'll need to add. Uh, The team is looking forward to the ways people can use this tool to help with their transaction issues. Now uh, this is the first release, so we are looking for input as to how to improve our tools. So feel free to contact me on Discord, Drew Block, or on Telegram at Ursa Polaris uh, if you'd like to share any input. Uh, that I'm happy to answer any questions or clarifications. Oh, uh, before I do that though, I forgot I need to shout out my team. Uh, many thanks to uh, Samuel Papineau, who's also got the uh, Discord bot going there um as well as uh Dominic Fournier and uh Charles Moran who uh, they were the dev team and I was uh, acting as the uh, product owner so we uh, worked together to deliver uh, the product but really it's uh, they are the, they were the ones truly doing the uh the the down and dirty work
0: <laughs> All right Andrew thanks for that great introduction um real quickly here wh- which users are going to be most uh, helped by this tool. That's a good question. the The tool is
11: it can so it has applications for all sorts of users. Uh, if I could think just off the top of my head, um, I can imagine a use case for, for example, uh, DAP developers. One thing that can happen if you're developing DAPs, if you don't uh, sort of design your checks properly, you can end up running into some. Uh, some issues with what's called subjective billing. And oftentimes you're not going to know that you're getting hit with subjective billing. You're ju- just going to notice that your transactions don't appear on the blockchain. So this will allow someone who is uh working on a decentralized application to check and see, oh, all of these all of my users' transactions are going, you know, are getting lost because they're not making their way eventually to the block producer because some nodes are uh, failing the transactions for subjective billing. And it gets gets kind of complicated. I don't want to go into too many details. But um, uh, one of the other big things that we're targeting is uh, providing information to the uh, Antelope Core development team because uh, this is sort of uh, the result of unpriced externalities on the EOS blockchain. And so the team is sort of uh, subjective billing was introduced to try and improve that. Um, we've also got uh, the three strike rule. Um, th- those items are essentially ways to um, to prevent overuse of an un uh, an uncharged or uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but a, a free resource. So people are trying to take advantage of free resource. This allows people to limit that. But the benefit is when you send a transaction on eos and you forgot to put the right account name in there you don't get charged for it
0: all um, right excellent thank you yeah. that that uh that answers uh, my question uh anyone else from the crowd here wants to uh jump in ask a question of andrew um maybe yeah the, uh, the 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 target audience you know
12: i think uh, aaron says it well uh, power users and then we had you know Austin Powers and Chuck Norris, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the the hardcore you know power users will definitely use that. I mean, I use it. So I let's say I would put myself in the power user category when you're trying to troubleshoot a really complicated transaction or just a behavior of an account that has, let's say, you you have a five percent of your transactions that are not that are failing, but you don't know why they're failing, whether it's a CPU or is it subject to billing. Uh, this tool will help you kind of um, detect the things that don't even make it on chain. So if you have a failed transaction, if it's failed, it never goes on chain. So how do you see a failed transaction if it never actually goes on chain? Uh, this tool shows you that information. So, yeah, it's really useful for those hardcore power users, let's say.
0: Daniel, um sharing a, a, an interesting perspective as well. So indirectly, says the user who benefits the most is all of us. So as the power users troubleshoot their issues with lost transactions, they provide feedback Mm. to the core devs, the general state of the network improves, which really, you know, flows down to all of the users using the the network having a better experience. Nice, nice comment, Daniel.
12: Yeah, that's definitely on top there. So by not actually using it, you're benefiting from it. Because someone else is using it. That will yeah. troubleshoot the future problem.
0: That's what I like to hear.
13: One of one, one of the reasons we we, we put some priority behind building this thing was heading into the launch of EVM. We're like, hey, we're gonna have a whole new group of people joining this network. We better make sure that the network is a good experience for them all and that it's transactions are flowing no matter you know as the demand on the network increases and you know you can look at think of spyglass as a diagnostic tool to help identify the gaps that we need to improve to make sure that there's a good experience as more and more users join this network
11: one additional touch of flavor that i can add is uh you can uh well we as a spyglass team can already see how our tool has been helping people because um if you look at the wax network um they frequently experience issues with uh For example, gaming bots who will be doing a ton of transactions one after the other. Um, Our tool allows um, people on the WAX network to essentially open up the most recent transactions and they'll see failed, 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 failed. And they can find the account that's doing that and then they can uh, graylist or blacklist that account. So it either has fewer resources or it just straight up can't send uh, uh, transactions to whichever block producers have enabled that. Um, So... It's it's already been providing ways for the the Wax uh, blockchain to kind of improve their reliability, and hopefully, it can do it for other blockchains as well.
0: All right, good stuff. Thank you, Andrew, uh, for that update. Thank you. All righty, moving on to some Pomelo updates. So before we get into today's speed de- speed dating pitch sessions, uh, actually we got a comment from the community through the uh, community comment form. So I just wanted to address that uh, with Eve. Actually, while Eve is still with us, I hope he still is. You know, no, I'm not. No, no, he is not here anymore. Um, so yeah, so let me just find that question and and read it out and. Um, Just like to get your thoughts, Eve, uh, on this question. So the question that was submitted by uh, someone anonymous, he suggests to eliminate Pomelo's system of reviewing projects and all projects applied for are strictly evaluated and reviewed by the EOS Network Foundation, which strictly strictly evaluates the amount of funds allocated to the submitted projects according to the project's development progress. This user claims that currently at least ninety-five percent of the projects on Pomelo are designed to cheat for matching funds, and he hopes to draw the attention of the EOS network to this issue. So, wondering if you had some some thoughts on this comment and line of thinking, Eve?
14: Uh, sure. So, for uh, uh, anonymous user, he or she, um, we do have a system whereby the Yos Network Foundation strictly evaluates the amount of funds allocated to the submitted project according to the project's development progress. It's called the grant framework. Um, and so we do have multiple funding pathways. Um, I've, I've coined these in the past, uh, directed funding and indirect funding. Promelo is an indirecting, indirect funding path. And so the idea behind it is to give that flexibility to the wisdom of the crowd. Um, and we do, and we have seen, Uh, the crowd make decisions over time. Think of every season essentially kind of as a milestone, as an opportunity for the community to review. And as we go through more seasons, we are starting to see trends and patterns uh, around which projects are being funded and some that historically maybe were uh, in the high graces of the community and then dropped out of of graces of the community, so to speak. Um, And as we do more and more seasons um, and more tools are being added in Pomelo to facilitate community uh, you know, feedback leverage, et etc. And there's a bunch of other tools that'll that'll be coming out to facilitate that. We are seeing that wisdom in the crowd play out. Luckily, we have Gitcoin as well to compare to, because obviously it's based off of Gitcoin. Uh, we got a lot of the help from the Gitcoin team uh, at the time when when that Pomelo was was created in terms of inspiration and such. Um, direct feedback from them, their learnings, etc. We have all of their data. Um, we're able to see that this indirect funding path is a mechanism that does leverage uh, the community and it does empower the community quite uh, useful. And so the, I guess it's not a question, but the recommendation of shutting down, um, thank you, but no, Pomelo is doing what it is designed to do in the way that it's designed to do. And obviously it's improving season over season. We're already seeing that. We're already seeing um, some benefits of, of some policy changes that have been made Um, on the other, sorry, I'm trying to find who's, uh, on the other side of things. So the recommendation of uh, the foundation, essentially reviewing one by one projects, we do have that path, as I mentioned, we have the grant framework, and we're also improving on that front in terms of the time it takes to review projects and the application projects and the size of projects and, um, you know, how we're directing uh, the, the, the funds and kind of what we're encouraging and such. And so having both of these run in parallel actually amplifies more i believe um based on what we've seen and and what we've seen from other networks than simply having one or the other and so both are quite complementary there you can kind of look at them as two sides of the same coin one is the community that really leverages their wisdom and decides where funds are being applied the other one is a very centralized entity, which obviously there's decentralization th- throughout that process because of the different levels of application within the grant framework, but still very centralized as an, as an approach. Both of them are very
0: complementary to one another. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Eve, uh, for that answer. And, and thank you to the community member who submitted the question. I wanted to uh, make sure to address this question at the top of the show while Eve is still here. Show you guys that when you do submit questions through that form, you know, we, we will address them on the show and we'll try to get the the, the person that's most relevant to the question to, to answer it for you guys. So I encourage you, if you're listening on the replay, find the, find the form in the comments uh, below and submit some questions or comments or topics for us to discuss. We appreciate it. All right, here we go. Pomelo speed dating pitch session on the Fireside Chat. Let's get it going. So if you're a grant owner you wanna pitch your grant, you're gonna have 30 seconds to do your pitch. I encourage you to get your grant link ready so you can share it in the chat. And other than that, let's see some number ones in the chat. If you're a grant owner that wants to present today, I'm gonna to copy the list uh, as we see them rolling in and gonna to try to invite you guys in that order. And of course, we've got The first answer, a troll, a troll is trying to screw us over with these speed dating. I don't think Eve is the, uh, grant, is a grant owner, unless I'm mistaken. And Eve has submitted a grant to Pomelo that I haven't noticed yet. Um. Or, or maybe no, you want I'm to just, kick us off I, I like
14: just want to kick us off and I just wanted to track the attention. Everybody who speed states today, I just kind of screw up that grammar. Um, I will uh, donate uh, a certain amount of EOS too. So if you're here in this chat, you get EOS no matter what. So get on the mic, do your 30 seconds. I'm going to take notes. Even if I've already donated to you, I will donate again a
0: certain amount. There you go. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to invite our first respondents, DJ Nova, to the stage for your 30-second Pomelo pitch. Hey, everyone. I'm DJ
10: Nova, active member of FactDAO and the NFT content index and search. The goal is scan all the NFTs on the blockchain, starting with EOS, use AI models from Hugging Face to scan them, figure out, you know, what's in the image, and then create, you know, some sort of front end website tool, where it could search it all and find exactly the type of NFTs that suit your tastes, whether you want to find dogs or pink dogs or do- pink dogs wearing a hat, or doing a dance, you can do any of that. Thank you.
0: All right, we have a couple of seconds left to spare.
14: And I do appreciate if you're going to speak, if you put your link in the chat, it will help me out. So thank you, DJ Starkanova and upcoming participants.
0: There you go. NFT indexer from DJ Nova. Thank you. All right, next up in the chat we had Drew Block. And just so you know, your 30 seconds will start when you start speaking. Andrew? There we are you go. Still with us? Yeah,
11: sorry. I I needed to unmute there.
0: There you go. Okay.
11: Have at it. All right. So, uh, my Pomelo project is called, uh, the Polaris music graph. Um, and the basic idea is it's a way to, um, it's a a way to look at music and, and browse through music, uh, in a way that gives more information to the listener. So it was inspired by browsing Wikipedia, seeing, oh my God, did you know that Dave Grohl not only played in Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, but was also a member of Nine Inch Nails and uh, Taylor right, Hawkins. Thank
8: you very much, Andrew, for your oh, yeah. second tip.
11: Thank you. <laughs> oh, let me.
14: Uh,
0: I will be ruthless with the time. I appreciate. It. All thank right. you. Thanks, Andrew.
14: I'm not even sure what I'm donating to now.
0: Too bad you promised. Too bad. Just send that money.
14: Oh, it is in my catalog. I'm just, hey, for people upcoming, you've got 30 seconds. At least tell me what I'm going to be donating to.
0: There you go. Some tips from Eve on your 30 second pitches. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got John from Boyd. Welcome to the far side. Let's hear the pitch.
6: Hey, everyone. We have a new version of Boyd called uh, Boyd Frontier that you can support. We also have an a IBC uh, gateway called Antelope X that you can support. And also, of course, the classic EOS Power Up you can donate to. Thank
14: you. All
8: right. Thank you, John
14: caveat when some people have two i'm gonna donate to one john i'd already donated to one of your two so caveat for the others if you have seven pitches which i think is outside of the norm, but
0: i'm only gonna pick one yeah you can also you can also run twice you know 30 seconds per grant i think is fine although uh appreciate john getting three grants in in like 10 seconds that's some efficiency there and we see the links in the chat awesome thank you john all right next up to the with Speed Dating Pitch Session, I'd like to invite Jesse from the Bees to talk to us about his grant. Hey,
4: everyone. In our grant, we are offering swarms. Uh, swarms is a way to increase the social sentiment statistics on EOS, which may be correlated with market cap. More swarms you donate, uh, the more we can increase those those stats. Thanks, everyone.
15: All right. Thank you, Jesse.
0: Thank you, all the Bees. Let's uh make share that link in the chat, Jesse. There it is. Grants front slash EOS bees All right. Next up we've got Marco. Let's let's hear it.
3: W3Briefs.com. Have you found blockchain to be slow? Tedious? How about a month and minutes, years, and not much longer. One more links? We'll take you back to the news as it happens, events unfolded, and um, over 100,000 words if you keep going. Or uh, visit the timeline link that's there, getting emails from the beginning to uh, our waiting EVM. Thanks. Right on the money, 30 seconds. Thank you,
5: Marco, for the
0: tips. And good luck with your grant called EOS Galaxy. All right, next up, we've got Chase. Welcome to the fireside once again.
9: Hello, this is Chase from Challenge DAC. And at Challenge DAC, we are a decentralized social network. And what we do is we allow people to post crypto bounties and then we allow people to unlock those bounties by fulfilling the, uh, the instructions. And what we are proposing for this season of Pomelo is. Whatever funds we get, we're going to use that to, be, to post challenges and give out rewards for people who create EOS content, Pomelo content, to help educate the community and get our name and brand out there.
5: All
0: right, thank you very much, Chase, and good luck with your guys. And remember to share the link in the chat. All right, Dario, I see you've posted for two grants. That's fine, let's uh, let's hear from your first and we'll come back for your second in uh, in a little bit. Assist the EOS community in
16: making informed decisions on Pomelo, EOS support has introduced EOS Audit. EOS Audit provides a comprehensive review and analysis of Pomelo projects, their updates and their progress. Now I have new, a new form set up where the U.S. community can recommend grants to be analyzed. The link is in the chat. Your donation makes a difference in bringing accountability to the U.S. community. We appreciate your support. Kindly continue to donate our Pomelo grant via pomelo.io slash grants slash audit. Thank you. Uh
14: appreciate if the links could actually be links to the Pomelo page. Appreciate if the links could be links to the actual Pomelo page. I am trying to get everybody in without missing anybody. Uh, and there's two, and I can't find the second one.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get back. We're gonna come back to uh, Dario's second pitch in just a bit. For now, uh, for now, we learned about the EOS audit pitch, uh, which I'm sure Dario will share the link. And there it is: Grants Fund slash Audit. All right, Hernan, we'll get you in the list. Um, next up on uh, the list, we had Bishop Bishop with a grant. I don't know if these are some of the same grants as Dario, uh, but uh, Bishop, well, welcome to the fireside. Let's let's hear about your grant.
16: Hi, it's for your support. Yes. So, EOS Support is a community-led, non-profit organization dedicated to providing support to the EOS community and also to companies, exchanges and organizations seeking to leverage our ecosystem. We have a website with 24-7 free live support for EOS users, create guides and news articles for them in nine languages, and always seek to do more to empower our community with a seamless onboarding experience. We are determined to offer many services that will produce value for the ecosystem. We launched EOS Respect, EOS Audit and EOS Synergy to that end. We cannot continue this journey without the community's support, and we are thankful for the vote of confidence. Thank you. All right. Thank you, JTEP, for
0: having me tell us about the Support Grant. All right. Next up, we've got a speed record, world record attempt coming up here with Aaron from Grey Mass. Aaron, what is your pitch?
9: We're looking to put Anchor into as many languages as possible. More people.
8: <laughs> Three seconds. That's awesome. Well done, That's awesome.
0: Well done. Probably could have we'll been better. But... Attempt to break this record. Stay tuned and find out. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got Mudman. If you want to join us on stage and tell us about your brand.
11: Hello, my name is Evan. I'm an artist from Telos Culture. We're big supporters of Pomelo. Uh, We recently published a zine featuring major news from across the antelope ecosystem. Uh, We also kind of touch on some lore, uh, antelore as we call it, and uh, we're welcoming everyone to donate to our future issues and to read it. The first one is just out as of today. Thank you.
9: All right. Thank you. my man. Thanks for joining us. Can
14: I get the name of that one again, please? Because I don't see the link. And for those who are not speaking right now, if you could not post your things until you speak. You're really trying to screw me up here.
0: So, my man. And what's
14: going to happen is I'm going to miss somebody and I'm not trying to miss somebody.
0: Great grant name. Grant name Antelor. Love that.
14: Is it is it possible that the antelope chronicle, the antler zine, is under review, Munman? Uh, man, and so I cannot donate it to uh, donate to it right now. It seems should be it should be out very soon. Here is
0: a link to the actual zine, though, if you'd like to read it. I would. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. All right. Good luck uh, on that approval process. Hopefully, you get approved. Okay, uh who else to, do we have here? Uh we've got myself actually. Um let me find a link, share it and start the timer for myself. All right, please support The Hot Sauce. The Hot Sauce is the longest running EOS news show in the ecosystem. We've been doing it for 4 years, started as a written publication, then it became a pre-recorded video. Now we're doing it live for the fans. You get all of the EOS news recap in 20 minutes or less out there on YouTube, out there on all the social media platforms. It's a great way to stay up to date. For those of you who don't have two hours to hang out with us every Wednesday, you can do it in 20 minutes on Friday.
14: Uh, Disclaimer, I cannot uh, donate to that one because I'm essentially a shareholder of that one indirectly uh, until we add that function that I requested. So, Steph, I'm not going to donate to that one.
0: But thank you for your verbal support anyways, if that's what this is. It is. All right. Okay, cool. Dario, did you want to come back and do your second grant for us? There we go. Grant name, Learn to Earn. Let's hear it. Uh, The goal
16: with EOS Support's Learn and Earn project is to make it easier for people to join the EOS ecosystem and accelerate the adoption. Creating hundreds of how-to articles and spreading awareness of the EOS ecosystem, we want to encourage people to get engaged. And the key to make this happen is rewards. By offering rewards for learning and completing missions, can facilitate the process of promoting EOS more widely and attracting new users to the ecosystem. Thank you.
14: So, Steph, I would like... uh, I need to... I'm 20 minutes late for another meeting. So whoever hasn't done and is going to continue the speed dating, Steph, if you could please keep the, the list of the people as of now and I'll donate later thank you very much
0: thanks eve have a good meeting all right avm here letting me know we got more people to pitch in round one i'm not sure if this is what you mean round about round one but yeah we're not done and leave a number one in the chat if i've missed you so far uh we've still got a couple from hernan we got willow on the list uh avm will add you as well um, okay, so for now, let's hear from Hernan. I think you've got two grants. You can share with us uh, one of them and, and come back in a bit for your second one, Hernan.
5: Yeah,
17: sure. <clears throat> Thank you. Hey, everyone. Uh, so, uh, Starter DAO, what was previously EO Starter. Uh, I'm trying to build. The premium uh, launch pad for projects on EOS to uh, have everyone launch uh, every project uh, launch their token successfully. And uh, I need uh, the community's help. And that's why we're building a uh, starter DAO as a community led project. And I appreciate all of your support. So thank you for helping me build this. All
5: right. That's
0: the one. Thank you, Hernan Thor, for doing the pitch with us today. Um, we'll come back to you in a bit. All right, next up, I'll invite Willow to the stage.
5: Okay, I, I hope I'm coming in loud and clear.
0: Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, Willow.
3: All right, so um, here's Nigeria. Eos Nigeria aims to take uh EOS blockchain to every Nigerian's doorstep, making use of uh, the Nigerian pidgin language. Thank you for your support so far.
0: All right, thank you, Willow for this hit, and I'm just gonna reshare the link to your grant here in the chat. I'm gonna take a note of it so that Eve can donate uh, to your grant later. All right, next up, I'd like to invite AVM to the stage. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, we can hear you. What is your Pomelo Grant?
15: Yeah, right now, I'd like to pitch you for Antelope Assets Collection Grant. The target of a grant is to provide open-source collection of media assets related to the Antelope, a.k.a. SEO chains. Uh, It will be a great developer tool or source to provide public data directly from the GitHub, including the chains, info in Logos, token info in Logos, wallet info in Logos, and many more, and so on. Thank
4: you, everyone.
5: All right, thank you very much.
4: Uh,
0: please post your link there. You go, post it. Grant name Antelope C O L. -L. So, if anyone's listening in here and uh they'd like to donate to all these grants, I'm going to be compiling the list of all the grants of people that have uh, pitched here and uh maybe I'll uh, create a collection on Pomelo after this uh after the fireside's over so anyone who wants to donate to all of these pitches you'll be able to do that very easily with just one click through that collection. All right, AVM, uh, did you have another grant that you want to present? Maybe I'll put you back on the list. If you have Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll put you back on the list. Great. All right, next up we've got Veronica um with EOS Vision. Um Veronica, did you wanna uh say a little something or would you like maybe would you like me to read the text that you posted in the chat? I'm fine with either of these.
17: I can translate to to the as 30
0: second pitch and translation. Sounds like a fun challenge. Alright maybe maybe I'll just uh I'll just read out the text here that Veronica shared. So Veronica says, without a doubt, this Pomelo is hotter than ever and we are enjoying the best projects, but we want to see ours EOS Vision. It's in charge of supporting and moderating the official EOS Reddit, which is undoubtedly a very large contribution from EOS users. We are currently showing what a new proposal is. Do not hesitate to support us. Our team would really appreciate. We work to make EOS and its community a great place. Check out our proposal here. So that's Veronica's proposal at Vision. Thank you very much, Martha, and best of luck this season. All right. Lots of messages. We like it. Uh next up, I'd like to invite Haza to talk to us about his grant. Hello.
15: Um, I'm the host of the EOS Nudge. Uh, this is the newest uh, Web3 learning platform, sponsored by the EOS Support. This show is said to be the main source of EOS news for new users, as well as a helpful networking tool for project owners. Its growing community helps the invited projects find synergies and new ways to for them to collaborate. At the same time, we reward the users' uh, participation through giveaways. It's a new entertaining way to boost our global EOS community and their projects. By donating to our grant, to support the education, onboarding of new users and uh, add visibility of various EOS projects. Thank you. Thank you very much And please
0: share the link in the chat.
4: There you are. Is coming right now.
0: All right, we've got uh, next up. I'd like to invite invite David B to talk to us about his Pomelo Grant.
18: Hi everyone, good good evening. Indeed, I would like to pitch my grant, um, which is to create integration with Hugging Face in order to do data augmentation and um, create a new use case for the Hugging Face community at to help train their models through human-powered data ammunition system.
5: Excellent. Thank
13: you, they uh, for joining and named your grant named Dataset.
0: All right, let's see. All right, I think um, AVM, if you want to come back on. And talk about your second grant. You can do that.
6: Yeah.
15: Uh, so the second grant is called New Chat. Uh, link to the Chat. Uh, The grant is targeting to provide a decentralized application, open source uh, code, Uh, decentralized application with open source code uh, for messaging on the chain. So the users will be able to send the messages in the public or the private way directly on the chain or in an organized format and also support the sending files uh, using the chain and uh, many more things.
0: all right thank you we, we, and yeah for anyone joining us you just drop a note in the chat drop a one tag me something like that and we'll get you up on the list all right looks like patrick is jonesing to get up here patrick come on come on to the stage and talk to us about your grants
2: wow none of the flash person Hey, don't wait like five
18: minutes yeah hello uh, oh, Stefan, hey, thank hey, you. Willow, we and can't, there is some, uh, someone else is speaking. Someone else is speaking, so <laughs> hold you on, can Patrick, uh, hold on. mute him. Willow, maybe? we can't
0: really hear you. Um, if you want to wait, uh, we'll invite you back on stage in, in a little bit. For now, uh, I'd like to hear from Patrick.
18: Thank you very much, Stefan. So I put the link here, and I go. So. Uh, uh, MindWeb on Pomelo Season 5 is build online co- collaborative Web3 solution more. And there is five deliverables. The first deliverable is about a MindWeb cockpit and on-chain EOS proof of stat. That's the continuation of the cockpit of uh, the bees and uh, improved for the blockchain EOS. Then a MindWeb Pomelo collection mind map amplified with all the collection links in it. Everyone can send the links to this mind map. Then we have a MindWeb transaction DeFi box checker service. And you can watch all the grants. Thank you. Grant. Thank you. You're,
0: going, you're going a bit overboard here. Uh, but thank you for sharing your MindWeb grant with us. Thank you very much. All right. Next up, Dan Singjoy. We are taking bets on whether he will go over the 30 seconds or not. I'm going all in on the over. Dan, welcome to the <laughs>
19: Cool. Sounds great. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, everybody. I'll try to keep it short. Um, so I, I do have some exciting things. So one, I have the Eden Creators Pomelo grant to help people cooperate with fractal Consensus Games. We're doing can great work. Do and checking out. out e- okay. Sounds good. I have a couple others that I'll share maybe later if I get a chance. Um, but yep, there that's there. And you can check out that link where you can find out all the videos from Eden Fracto and a bunch of other great content at EdenCreators.com. Also, I created a Eden Fractal Pomelo collection with about 15 grants from a bunch of great builders in the community. And we actually had a Pamela pitch session today at the Eden Fractal Meeting, forty first, forty first meeting, and we're planning, I think, on doing it again next week, if people want to join and share. And then, lastly, I have a fractal ep- ep- episode ep- episode coming out on Friday, I believe, a sequel to last season where I did a Christmas episode, planning to sing some Irish songs and give it a hundred EOS and live stream. We so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And I have two other grants, too, that I can share uh, uh, perhaps later if I get a chance cool. as well, but thank you very much
0: for those Awesome. Thank guys. you. Thank you, Dan, uh, for your pitch. Thank
19: you, Stefan. Thank you. Everybody.
0: One thing, I, I guess, good time to just do a little plug for our regular pitch sessions that are happening on Twitter or on some Asian platforms. For those of you who want to pitch in Chinese to the Chinese and Korean community, there's translators. You don't need to know those languages to join those pitch sessions um and for 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 other communities other community members such as dan that said they hosted a pitch session today on their um fractal uh, town hall that's great please let us know if you're hosting your own pomelo pitch session we'd love to retweet that share the news from our pomelo account of course and also add those grants to our season five pitch session collection. So I'm going to be doing the speed dating here collection, but Martin is uh, also doing a collection for all the grants that show up to the other pitch sessions. So let us know if you're doing pitch sessions as a community member, we'll help promote it and we'll um, try to include those grants in our collections. All right. See, we've got some more people signing up to the, the speed dating, uh, I like it. Okay, next up, we've got Jorn from, uh, yeah, if you want to join us and pitch your grant. Is...
5: Yes, I am here.
0: Yes, there we go. Welcome to Fireside. Fantastic. Thank brand. you.
16: Hi, I'm Bjorn from the Lost Diamond Grant in Norway. The hunt for the Lost Diamond has started. YouTube Shorts are published every second day, but we need financial muscles and donations to make it go viral. Thank you for supporting our grant and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you. Great pitch,
4: great 10 second pitch. Make sure you share the link in the
0: the chat below. All right, next up, uh, Willow. I don't know if you want to come back on stage. Your mic was very low when you were trying to speak earlier, so uh, please uh, maybe try to speak up a bit if you have a second grant to pitch. If not, we're going to move on. Who else here? I think is that is that maybe it? Did we get everyone? I uh, guess da- uh, Dancing Joy, welcome back. You can talk to us about another pitch. Oh, I see. G- JG Kim also has one. We'll we'll get to uh, we'll get to Kim after after Dan.
19: Okay, cool. Um, sounds good. And I see Rosemary also hit type one too. So let just it just type in the number one, and then I'll go on the list because she has one as well. Um, mm-hmm. the next one that i'll share thank you stefan is the Town hall um so i've been hosting the Town hall since mid last year and i've hosted over 40 meetings um, these are collaborative space where everybody can join everybody's welcome to have great discussions as well as uh we make video shows each week too so it's a great way to promote work um i encourage everybody to join and share what you're doing and i'm happy to help promote your work we have a bunch of great episodes on the permelo pitch there and at edentownhall.com edentownhall.com or edentownhall.com slash episodes, where you can see all the recent episodes. Um, And funding is super, super helpful. Um, I'm kind of behind on sharing these because I could really use some help funding to hire help and so forth. So thank you very much.
0: All right. Thank you, Dan. Good luck with your grants. Thank you. Okay. We've got uh, Rosemary wants to join us, share her grants. Welcome to the far side.
19: Oh, can you hear me well?
0: Yeah, a bit low, but we can hear you.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Hi, everyone. My name is Rosemary. Uh, I'm new to uh, the EOS in Eden and just been around for a month and a half. I'm a social media manager and I'm deeply excited and thrilled to uh, find out more about Web3. So. What I did was I created a Pomelo pitch on Community Stories, which is a, a podcast, and my first guest is Dan Sigjoy. So I'll share the link in the uh, for YouTube so you can check it out. And it's pomelo.io grants community. And it's all about communities and innovation and web 3 and games and how we can more work with each other and come closer as one. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you for that pitch. I gave you an extra thir- an extra 10 seconds since you're new to the community. You're new to Pomelo. We love to hear it. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck with your pitch. Make sure make sure to share the link. There it is. Thank you, DJ right. Striker Nova coming in clutch with those um, grant links. All right. Uh, Dan Singjoy, I think you've got a third one you'd like to pitch for us today.
19: Yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, and and by the way, the, the Eden Creators one is the only one that's live right now. I just published the Town Hall and the Creator Talk uh, just last night. So uh, I'm hoping that those will get approved. I think they will. Um, so I just shared that. This is Creator Talk podcast, uh, which I am hosting, doing um, discussions with a bunch of great creators talking about collaboration and so forth. This one um, you can check out the first episode from last Mellow Season with Tadas talking about Eden plus Fractal. We had an awesome episode and I'm really excited to continue this more. I've been working on the branding and I'm planning on doing lots more episodes soon Um, and also this is a resource too if people are interested in promoting their work then feel free to reach out and I'm happy to help promote your work on both Creator Talk and Town Hall with different kinds of formats and environments and so forth and I hope everybody enjoys if you haven't checked it out yet. um, the, The first episode with Tadas is awesome so thank you very much
0: yeah, we went over on that one, but you're lucky I forgot to start the timing so. yes
5: <laughs> but, uh, Thanks. No, that's great.
0: That, that's great Dan uh thank you for those pitches uh and uh, yeah best best of luck all right thank you. did we get to everyone I think we did um if there's anyone that I haven't gotten to yet, please speak up maybe hernan did we hear about hernan twice? Maybe not for uh, the web, no I'm, I'm missing
17: the the podcast I'm, there you I'm go all right
0: pod. welcome back all right.
17: yes let me let me just get the link before you start the time sure sorry, sure, um dun, 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 dun. where are you got it, okay, so <clears throat> <laughs> hey guys, uh. I am opening the Antelope Spotlight at the Web3 Creators podcast, uh, my latest episode with Rami uh, from Ultra. You can check it out. It was a very insightful uh, episode. We talked not only games, but we also discussed how uh, uh, B1 scat- squandered basically a uh, scatter as a great wallet that we had back then. So I invite you to check it out. And please key is support my the podcast for i am opening the, the uh, spotlight for everyone in the antelope ecosystem, especially e o s friends to come on to the show and you know um chat with me <laughs> for the community awesome
0: hernan uh thanks for sharing and good luck with your grant love to see a lot of Podcast and then uh, content creation shows grants up in there. Um, all right. Um, next up, we've got GJ Kim with the EOS DAO grant. If you want to come on stage, let us know what this is all about. Hello,
9: everyone. Nice to meet you. I'm Jae Kim. I'm Korean uh, in, in South Korea. Uh, I'm. It's, uh, our, our project is the, to build the EOS DAO platform through the introduction and verification of the EOS DAO participating in the EOS ecosystem. I have We are help to any body developed similar domains easily through providing open source regarding verification service. I hope you interested in our project and crowdfunding crowding through Formelo.
10: Thank you, everyone. All right.
4: Thank you very much. And good luck this season with Formelo.
0: Thank you. All right. Good stuff, guys. I think we got everyone if we've got some late joiners uh feel free to just uh let me know in the chat you want to do your pitch we can get to you uh later uh, almost 80 people in the fireside chat. <laughs> Love it. and then on top of that we got probably got more viewers live on facebook twitter youtube all that good stuff very popular time uh in the eos community of course when we're in the thick of it for these pomelo seasons uh, love to see all the activity that this generates among uh, yeah all the social media platforms that we're on. This is great, uh, Esteban. I see you're in the chat. I don't think you uh, you did a pitch. Did you want to come on do a pomelo pitch for us, Dwayne? I see Dwayne's in the chat. Does Dwayne have a pomelo grant up this this season? I'm not sure. Who else here do we have? We got Bywire, we got Michael from Bywire in the chat. I don't think we've heard from him yet. Um, looks like that's kind of it. Maybe Tiago's got some grants as well. He wants to jump in here. Let me know.
12: Yes, we do.
0: 25 grants or so that I've pitched so far. That's great. Love the turnout. Rosemary is asking, what the deadline for submissions. So I think applications are still open until the end of the day today. Um, maybe Daniel could confirm that for us. At the same time, maybe Daniel has some other Pomelo Season 5 updates he wants to share with us.
13: Hey, 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 hey. Um, I'm doing some some uh, community support in the background, so just want to make sure I understand the question right. The question is, Is today? is it true that today is the last day to submit a grant? That is that is the question? Is that the, okay? So yes, that's correct. Today is the last day to submit the grant. Depending on where you are in the world, it might technically be tomorrow. Um, essentially, it's the last hour of the last time zone on the twenty on the fifteenth. Today is the fifteenth, um, which translates to twelve UTC on the sixteenth. Technically, uh, so you, there's still some time to submit it. But I wouldn't wait. Because um, keep in mind, if you end up in, you know, if there's some feedback on your grant, if we don't, if we don't approve it immediately, you want to leave some time for us to review it, send it back for a second round. Um, and if you if you wait till the last minute to submit it, you won't get an opportunity to do a second round um, on updating to the grants. Uh, and thank you, Michael, for sharing my interview there. cool. Yeah, check that out. I had fun chatting on Biowire about Season 5 and the changes and you know some new rules and things like that. So definitely check that out. Um, I can share some um the latest stats on how we're doing on Camello this season. Um, wow, there's been a bunch of donations coming in during the rapid fire, so I'm going to have to pull a fresh report here. Let's see what, what my
0: bot uh, says here. Love to hear it. Thanks for the instant engagement, everyone. Rewarding these grant creators that take the time and have the courage to come on air to share their grant with everyone. Love to see it. Yeah. And I
13: see Eve is dropping 25 EOS on on the grants he's donating to, FYI. So uh, something to look forward to if, if, you, if you spoke after Eve left. Um, so we've got, so far, a total of... 273 unique donors that have raised a total of 36,500 EOS, which is roughly 41,000, a little more than 41,000 US dollars. Um, It was a total of 1,858 donations. And the average donation is $22. So those are our donor stats. We've got so far approved 121 grants. And uh, I can get the number of how many did how many have been submitted. Uh, looks like we had about 182 submitted so far. So wow. doing pretty how good. Was, how
0: does that compare to last season in terms of total submissions? It's pretty close.
13: Um, I think we were like around 200 last season. Um, we I think we approved 170 something. We're up to. One twenty-one. More donations coming in from Hernan right now as we speak. Thank you, Hernan. Um, and yeah, let me see. I can pull up the. But I would say I think just generally it was like around we had around two hundred grants I think uh, submitted last season, and the pool was twice the size. So that's actually I'm pretty happy to see that even with a you know the the pool getting cut in half. We're still seeing, you know, almost just as much grants coming in um, and getting approved. And another thing I'll say is we've actually gotten a little more tight on our approval criteria now. Um, so there are grants that we might have approved last season that this season wound up in action required. They may still get approved, um, but we're we're a little bit more strict around, for example, you know, if you've Especially if you're a returning grant and you're claiming you're an open source project or you're claiming you've, you're producing content, but you haven't provided any links on your grant application to those deliverables, you'll likely end up in Action Required. Um, so that's something in previous seasons we were you know, not, uh, not preventing to participate for that reason. In this season, we are. Uh, so if you got an Action Required email and you're wondering, oh, last time I got approved, this time I didn't, what's going on? That might be the reason. Uh, so make sure you're you're bearing proof of progress on your grant application. And even if you're a brand new grant, and again, again, uh, in, in, let's say you're it's a new project, you're going to be making it open source. Share the link to the GitHub repo that you're planning to publish your open source code to. Even if right now there isn't any, because you haven't done it yet, because it's a brand new project. Um, at least we should. Uh, the community needs to know where they can go and check check up on the progress. Um, so overall, like I said, very good. I think you know we're gonna have higher quality projects, roughly the same number getting approved and uh and yeah, I'm looking forward to still still another still time to get approved and and a whole other week of donations to come.
0: There you go, beautiful. Um, <clears throat> one quick note about these pitch sessions you can still sign up to the pitch sessions, although it is getting. Last minute, I just shared the sign-up form here in the chat. So if you got an approved grant, you haven't joined the other pitch sessions outside of this speed dating one, definitely encourage you to do that. Sign up uh, as soon as possible, and hopefully you can get a spot on these pitch sessions. Another quick update about our NFT adventure with the Pomelo astronauts. The mission to the Bitcoin Ordinal Planet is live, or at least it's been activated. So if you want to learn more about how you can send your Pomelo astronaut off to the Bitcoin Ordinal's NFT world, read that article, uh, and then set up your wallet, etc. And then go to harvest.pomelo.io, scroll down to your astronaut in your inventory, and you'll see this Bitcoin button that's now appeared there. You can click that and send off your Pomelo astronaut on this mission. There is a limited amount of space uh, available for these Pomelo astronauts. So if you really want to make sure you're on that voyage, uh, get in there soon. There's also a bounty block contest. So if you want to help us promote this Bitcoin Ordinals mission, you can win some extra Pomelo astronauts and other prizes. So I'm going to share the link um, to that contest in just a bit as well. All right, I think that covers it for the Pomelo News. Uh, We still got lots of topics to cover. Uh, Technically, got 12 minutes left to the show. Hopefully, you guys have your snacks ready, your drinks are still filled up. I think we're gonna be going a bit longer than usual. So There we go, here's the link to the Bitcoin Ordinals Mission uh, Bounty Block Contest. So if you want to help us spread the word, earn some prizes at the same time. All right, Aaron Cox dropping the link here to a blog post about Worfkit Did you want to talk to us about this real quickly, Aaron?
11: Uh, sure. I'll try to keep it real quick. Um, we talked about it a little bit on the Wharf uh, meeting today that'll, publish, that'll be published here soon. Um, but we just put out the first technical preview of the actual user interface. It's a placeholder interface, but it has all of the functionality you'd expect out of logging into an application, performing transactions, logging out, having it remember who you are between page loads. Um, and yeah, we're just looking for developers who want to try it out early at this point. Let us know what they love, what they hate. Um, and start collecting some feedback really early on so it can help influence the direction we head in the future. Excellent. Thank you for that WARF
0: Kit progress update. All right, moving on to uh, the next piece of news here that I wanted to talk about, the Yield Plus report for February 2020. 23 came out last week or this week. Um, As always, I went through the report, took a few snapshots, some some of the most, my favorite graphs. Let me upload them to the chat here and then we can review them real quickly. One of my favorite activities to do here on the far side, reviewing the progress, the the e- efficiency of this yield plus program so I, sh- I shared the link to the blog post you can find the full report in there uh as for the uh graphs that i'm sharing here the first one is the eos tvl across eligible DApps. we can see uh some fluctuations over the last month but in general again trending higher which is good to see Next one, we've got the top five dApps change in terms of TVL. So top three candidates here we've got Vault DeFi, Swap DeFi, and Lend DeFi. These are all DeFi box protocols, and we see the increase in TVL, you know, at 10, 8, and 9% gains. Uh, which is great to see. Moving on to the TVL to market cap ratio, which is remains. Buoyant and positively trending. And then if we look at the last image here with the overall performance metric uh, of which reflects fundamental growth of the program, we can see some solid, some solid stats here going up. We've got uh, a bunch of uh, graphs here with two lines in them. I'm not too sure exactly what the T-1 graph is all about. Maybe someone with more stats background can shed some light uh, on the differences. But in general... Uh, we can see some good progress, steady, steady climbing. There was actually another another image here that I wanted to share, my favorite one. There we go, yes. And then the final one here, we can see the trend of the TVL divided by market cap, which is a nice, nice ratio, I think, that is really probably one of the most important ratios in terms of showing the efficiency of this program. And we can see it's clearly going up and to the right. We've got the year-to-date ratio, which covers, of course, uh, just over two months. And then we've got the, uh, the trend since inception, which, again, similar, and we can see uh, definitely. So the total value locked in EOS DeFi protocols is growing compared to the total market cra- market cap of the network. So I think that's a very important metric. And it's good to see that we've still got that positive trend line in that metric. You one I believe is what it was during the last report. Ah, very interesting, Aaron. Thank you for that clarification. I don't know if anyone else wanted to add some more thoughts. I don't know if Denis or Zach had anything specific they wanted to highlight from this report. But these are the graphs that I found. I found interesting myself. Nice, nice. Drew's gonna start a website based on my mispronunciation. Coin market crap. I like it. Only shit coins. Um. Okay. Cool. Moving on to uh, some other topics. We've got Antelope Coalition updates. Of course, the Antelope Coalition, they meet up every week to talk Antelope Coalition things. Uh, here, we've just shared the YouTube uh, video. And just going to quickly uh, mention some of the topics that were talked about this week or, or last week. Uh, IBC Milestone 7 vote, peer-to-peer optimized transaction propagation, RAM limitation fixes, peer-to-peer discovery instant finality ibc approvers slash champions we got wallet sdk update antler cdt ledger app support coalition cost sharing so that kind of gives you a quick overview of the stuff talked about last week and at the same time this kind of leads us into our next topic which is a sneak peek at the leap 4.0 upgrade that is coming up um at this point Oh, I waited too long. Zach is no longer with us. Uh Uh-oh, what am I going to do? I'm not equipped to talk about this topic. Um, I don't know if anyone else is in this chat, wants to share some light on the LEAP 4.0 upgrade. Uh, There's nothing official yet. I think there's an article that's going to be coming out next week about this topic. Um, I was hoping uh, to give you guys a bit of an alpha drop before the article came out. But if Zach is not here with me, then I'm not sure I've got more to share on this. All right. And it's James got to run. Good evening. And it's James. Thanks for joining us. we got a couple of short a couple of quick hitter topics, I guess. I had planned to have Zach talk to us more about all this stuff, but he's not here. So uh, e- let's talk EOS EVM. Of course, that's a big topic in the EOS community these days. The upcoming launch of the EOS EVM, first on the testnet and then on the mainnet in mid April. There's a nice podcast interview that was released uh, just a couple of days ago. Over an hour of solid EOS EVM content. We've got Zach Gall and Brendan Lovejoy sitting down with Areg and Matthias to chat about the technical work going on behind the scenes and the impact that the EVM will have on EOS. So some of the topics discussed in this podcast includes Matthias joins the ENF, EVM launch roadmap, the gas economy, trustless bridge, why EVM is important to EOS. What is Silkworm? Crypto Primitive. ZK Snarks. Performance and compatibility. Instant finality. And account creation. All right, Andrew's saying he watched the episode. It was gloriously nerdy, and he loved it. We like it, too. Um, did you want to share some comments, maybe, Andrew? Maybe some of the sections that you found most interesting, or maybe is... Maybe Brandon's still with us. He was on that podcast. Not sure if he's still with us. Lovejoy, no. We're losing. We're losing. Le- we're losing our ENF people. This uh, this fireside took too long. Um, Paul Gnz says he watched it too. A lot of it went over his head. He's not gonna lie about it. Hey, I'm pretty sure not many people in the world or is going to be able to fully understand all of the deep technical issue discussion that happened on the ELCVM. But thanks for sharing. Um, And you know, even though a lot went over his head, Paul still took the time to watch it and I'm sure learned a lot. So that's great. Anyone else here in the chat had time to see this episode? Love to hear your thoughts. It was released four days ago, already has over 500 views, which is pretty good. Next up, we've got Zach Gall representing EOS and representing the ENF uh, at the Blockchain Game Alliance. So here's a link to the stream. This was streamed a couple days ago, five days ago. Um, and it was basically welcoming so the new members who joined the blockchain game alliance. So, of course, the EOS Network Foundation, there's also Blue Sky Interactive, Pacific Meta, Fruit Lab, and NFT Studio 24. Shout out to all of the new members of the blockchain game alliance. All right, we're gonna, looks like we're gonna be able to wrap it up. Um, well, depending on how long the open mic and off-topic banter lasts. But the last topic I wanted to talk about today is the EOS Community Poker Tournament 3rd Edition going on next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, the I shared the blog post here. It will be updated uh, later on today with the new dates and the new information for the 3rd Edition. It still has some uh, information about the 2nd Edition, but... What you can do as of now, however, is fill out the form and send me a message if you're interested in participating. So I shared the Google doc form here uh, in the chat. Fairly easy to sign up. You fill out the Google form. What we need is we need your EOS account and we need your Discord account name. That's how we're gonna uh, allow you to join the tournament and then send you your prizes. You send me a message on Discord, So that way I can check that you are part of the EOS Community Discord server. And then other than that, that's all you got to do. You wait until Sunday. And then on Sunday, I'll be sending you out a link to the tournament and your personal invite code so you can join it. Fairly straightforward. You can fill out the form right now. Send me your private messages right now or at any time over the kind of next 10 days leading up to the tournament next Sunday. That's right. Michael coming in clutch with a bad beat story. He lost a hand when he had pocket aces. We love bad beat stories about poker. But he did come in second. Uh, Michael had a nice, nice result last time. Hopefully, uh, maybe he does another run uh, at the final table again this time. I'm hoping to do better than last time. I think I only won one hand. Register for the command. That pop bot. Um, oh, is there is there a bug with the pop bot token? Oh no. We've been working on 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 the pop bot token. Let me see here if it's uh if it's running. Uh, we got lots of people. We got lots of people joining. So make sure to go to the pop bot chat in the fun section here on our Discord server. Sprint slash register. Type in your EOS account name. And you will be added to the list. We got sixty-one people already signing up today. That's great. As for our raffle tickets, uh, this month's month raffle tickets not up yet. It will be soon, so you can look for that this week. And if not, uh, I'll give you a reminder to uh, mint that ticket next week. No bug feature request. Gonna need to add a register for poker. Register for poker. There we go. I misread your comment there at first. Um yeah, we could definitely uh, look into that. For now, we're going to use the Google Form. But, yeah, hopefully we can streamline all of these registration processes to reward our users that uh, engage with our events. That's definitely on our to-do list. All right. That wraps it up for the topics that I had on my list. At this point, uh, open up the floor to the community if you got some updates from your project uh if you if we missed you and you didn't do your pomelo pitch and you want to do one right now, but do it um, off topic, you know this new segment where we maybe talk about current events if you guys are interested, obviously the u s bank bailout over the weekend is a pretty significant event for the entire crypto space. It's not sure if you guys have some thoughts uh, that you want to share about that, but uh yeah, let's hear it join uh join me on stage if you've got anything to share.
4: Hi, this is Jesse with the Bees. Hey, Jesse. Hey, everyone. Um, I've actually got a big announcement today. Uh, The Bees have come out with a new product called Mini Swarms. I'm going to post it in the chat. So this has been a feature request from members of the community. I want to ha- give a special thanks to Brandon Lovejoy, who was the first one to ask for this. And then I kind of asked, like, chopped the idea around. And we got really good feedback on it. So basically, Mini Swarm, we've cut the cost by up to 92% of the Swarm price. And I'll just go like a brief, the brief kind of story is that, of course, we started with no comments. The community told us that we should improve our, our on our comments. They were low quality comments. so we built a commenting system, and then we started offering comment rewards for our bees. Um, they write a comment, they submit it. If it's not a good comment, they don't get an extra reward. So it's a reinforced kind of uh, learn to earn mechanism. And over time, we found that our we we found thoughtful bees. There are certain bees that were either reading like, so we have this content link where, so there's the swarm link and then the content link is like more information on their, on the, on whatever. Some bees read it and write better comments. And so the cream has kind of rose into the top and these bees that are the best commenters, we have a new kind of tag, which we introduced in our Pomelo um, profile pitch, which is ambassador bees. And so now we, um, you know, these are hand-selected bees that we look at their comments. Um, They're all into crypto and sometimes they're coming from other crypto communities. And um, basically these mini swarms are, you can order um, as low as a 10 b mini swarm for $25. And this is much, much, much less than anything we've been able to offer before. Obviously you're not getting the, like this explosive amplification effect with the Twitter algorithm. But what you what you are getting are quality comments and people, bees, who will over time, if there's, you know, if you order enough mini swarms, they'll become knowledgeable community members uh, inherent in our swarms as we teach our bees about your brand. And hopefully this will make it a lot more accessible to potentially every project in the antelope ecosystem. And um, so that's the big announcement. Uh, Mini Swarms, again, uh, thanks to the EOS community for kind of uh, showing us the way. And uh, um, if you go to the link uh, on the tweet, there's the article and there's um, information on how to order one. This is the best time to do it. It's Pomelo. Um, (laughs) We we literally cannot put the price any lower than this. And uh, hopefully um, you guys all like it thanks and and sorry just one more thing um just just one more thing we're uh, with uh, nova crypto um the the swarm um, cockpit uh you can you can use that to follow what we're doing in our swarms we're going to be adding the mini swarms in that analytical database so you guys can um make it to make it really easy to see um the mini swarms uh, that we do and uh i talk much more about this on we recorded today that's coming out march 23rd at fifteen thirty utc with uh, the anslope swiss workshop in nova crypto all
8: right thank you jesse for that update
6: <clears throat> yeah, congratulations, Jesse! Bees swarms for the people. So that that can be your tagline.
19: <laughs> yeah, congrats, Jesse! I was just wondering. Um, I don't know. If, I haven't seen the chat. If you showed a link, but is that <clears throat> is that available now? Um, and then, do you get that in the same way as previously through the EOS bees Telegram bot?
4: Yes. Uh, scroll up a little bit on the chat. I post the Twitter link of the announcement and there's the article link in there and the, the link to the chat bot to order it, um, is on that article. And yeah, it's basically the same. You go through the chat bot, you submit your, your link. Um, now the new option is to submit a, co- a content link to, if you have like a supplementary article, which highly recommended. So the bees, um, they're, um, we, we've developed these processes so the bees will spend 15 to 30 minutes reading or watching your content link. And um, they're pretty much guaranteed if they actually do the work, they're guaranteed to get extra rewards and they understand that. So they will read your link or watch your video. So there's that. Um, and then um, we, we accept multiple cryptocurrencies. You submit the tr- um, transaction link and then we receive it on the internal team within 15 minutes, we should be able to approve and get your swarm activated. Thank you for the question. Just enjoy.
19: Awesome. <clears throat> Thanks so much, Jesse. That sounds super, super helpful. And, and I agree. That's a great feature. Um, so yeah, really excited about this. Go
5: Bees. Hey, hey. finally got the bees. Nice, sound. nice. <laughs>
0: I
8: found it. I found
6: the bees. Now, if you can just send us the taste of honey.
8: Bee! Bee! Bee!
5: It's so sort of like we're having technical difficulties. Oh, bee! Hopefully, bee! no one just tunes in right
6: now. It's like, a, is that a goat? Sounding like a bee?
8: Patrick, I think you're confused. You're confused. Yeah, baby.
6: <laughs> Def hasn't played the dance party music yet, Patrick. We're still...
0: It's, it's not time
18: yet. Yeah, don't miss the video with Jesse Jaffe on the March 23rd. On Nova to YouTube.
0: All right. Any, any you want to swarm? Or swarm or now. You guys, uh, guys look forward uh, to the dance music.
10: Yeah, I got a a a question. What do you all think of, because, so you, I'm sure many are familiar that uh, the Silicon Valley Bank, it failed and it needed to be bailed out. And uh, related to that, uh, you know, USDC, one of the stable coins, and I think maybe USDX too, I think they had, there was another bank called Signature Bank. But anyway, do you think the perception of stable coins is going to change after these events? People kind of realize they're backed by dollars, but these dollars are in banks.
0: Yeah, my my perception of USDc definitely changed uh, over the weekend. I was as uh, I've got some uh, what I considered you know a safety stack of some 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 crypto dollars in case everything blows up. Uh, but now I'm wondering are these crypto dollars going to be there if everything blows up? So not so stable, not so safe safety um i saw a pretty crazy graph showing that like all the stable coins were down like a variety of percentage each uh except tether which is kind of kind of surprising which is a you know a stable coin i've had concerns about for a long time many of my other friends in crypto are like listen steph tether is the, the gold standard of stable coins um so it's kind of interesting to see Tether the being the only stablecoin not affected this weekend by the dip. But um, I think most of them have recovered at this point, which is, uh, I'm sure, a great relief to uh, many people in the crypto space.
7: Well, you know why, Tether right?
0: Is... Tether was Wait. fine because you can't lose reserves that you don't have. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> there you go, can't have your dollars C's if you never had dollars in the first place. Geniuses. Uh, I see USD, USD. USDC is back to a dollar. Good to see. Happy. <laughs> happy about that. Um I listened to uh all in podcast with Chamath and some other uh tech VCs. It's been pretty good, actually. Denny recommended this a couple weeks ago. I've been uh, blasting through a bunch of episodes. They had an episode on this topic. um, You know, rehashed a lot of the things that I'm sure a lot of a a lot of you guys have heard. Couple couple things of note that I thought was interesting was that you know the speed of this bank run on Silicon Valley Bank was definitely enhanced (gasps) by social media. So there's there's this uh, you know chat group with. 200 VCs from Silicon Valley and apparently someone mentioned they had fears about, you know, Silicon Valley Bank. They were recommending their company portfolio companies to withdraw and then kind of everyone rushed to do the same thing. And so kind of highlights the dangers of these bank runs and how quickly it can uh, it can snowball due to social media. And then, of course, government on Sunday night came in, announced that all depositors would be protected. However, the shareholders are being uh, zeroed out, which makes sense. Management of these banks that have taken been taken over by the government fired as well, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but you know, the Biden administration is is uh, trying their best to not frame this as a bailout for the banks, right? They did the bank Silicon Valley Bank didn't get bailed out. Their shareholders are you know went to zero. Um, however, it still is. A, a bailout for the banks, not necessarily Silicon Valley Bank or Signature, uh, but all the other regional banks that are still operating, they kind of got a bailout in, in a sense, right? In a very real sense, in my opinion, uh, because now if they make bad investment decisions with the, with the de- their depositor funds, the depositors don't necessarily have to worry about losing their deposits since looks like the government is going to be backstopping all deposits which really bank, bails out the banks in terms of having to do proper risk management and some of the risks that these banks might face if they if their management does a bad job. You know, they'd lose deposits, they'd cause a run on the bank, they'd have to sell their bonds that are heavily in, in undeclared losses at this point, all that stuff. So in my opinion, this is definitely a bailout uh, for the banks. Uh, It's the first time that banks have blown up in the U.S. since Bitcoin was created 12 years ago. You know, Bitcoin was created at the end of 2009 as a response, mostly, to the uh, financial crisis of 2008 when a lot of large banks blew up as well. And, you know, from what I can remember, I think this is the first time that a bank has blown up since Bitcoin was alive. And so, personally... I was uh, relieved to see Bitcoin doing well at the same time as these banks were, uh, you know, exploding, which would have been concerning to me if it that wasn't the case. So it was nice to see that was the case. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has some thoughts they want to share on the topic.
10: From from what I understand, the Fed is the Federal Reserve, of the United States, the central bank, uh, is basically buying all these low interest like long-term investments they made like like a few years ago no one expected very high interest rates so they kind of made these what we know now were bad decisions and basically to save them the the fed is buying them out like on par to what they are valued instead of selling on the market where who wants to buy you know something for 1.25 interest when the government is selling you know five percent interest so i think yeah it's definitely a bailout um but I don't know if it will save the banks because, I mean, if you're at a small bank, I mean, what's the point in being there? Why leave it up to chance? Just go to like JP Morgan or something. So we'll see if it pays off in the long run. I know in Europe, there's like already like there's Credit Suzy, if that's the right way to pronounce it. And they're like a much bigger bank and they're in big trouble too.
0: Credit Suzy. That's amazing. Yeah, it's not, it's not going well for Credit Suzy. Um Yeah,
3: thanks. And considered that um, the reason why uh, not everybody banks would say a large one like J.P. Morgan is because they prefer to go in person and uh, they don't, uh, the big banks don't have a regional location close enough to make it a comfortable trip.
10: That's a fair point. So it's uh, the presence then. So I wonder if some banks that have more uh, marketing community wise will do f- fair better than other ones.: yeah, Oh, no, though, it makes me really happy it makes me really happy to have crypto because I know unless like there's some like quantum computing revolutionary tech, uh, it's going to stay you know what I have as long as I keep it safe in my own yeah. you know hardware.
0: Definitely brings more appreciation to one of the hardest assets in the world, you know, which is in my opinion Bitcoin. Um, I've gotten messages on Facebook from family members that are like, "Hey Steph, do you have a couple minutes to talk investments in crypto?" Uh, which is usually a great early indicator of an upcoming bull run when I've got randoms uh, or not randoms but you know family and friends, that are not typically interested in these topics reaching out to me on on Facebook. So that's, that started again this week, which is a, which is a bullish sign for the markets in my opinion.
7: It's weird to hear that people saying that the banks got bailed out or that the government's paying the bank's value. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you live in another country, they are in the U.S. I mean that's not exactly what happened. I mean they are bailing out the bank's customers fundamentally, and whether you think that's right or not, that you know that's up to you. But I mean all the people who worked at the bank got fired, and the bank is done. It's over. Um, so I thought that was kind well, of weird.
0: Me didn't get a bailout, but all the other banks did indirectly. You know there there's not as much risk on them to do proper risk management, and 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 because there's not that much risk, you know, to the depositors. Then you know, there's less pressure on the management.
5: That the way I, I
0: partly it? agree. I will
7: say their costs are going up because of this. Like, if you, it's like getting in an accident when you have auto insurance, the auto insurance bails you out, but then your insurance rates go up, right? So now they all have to pay more to the FDIC, which of course they're just going to pass on to the consumers. I'm sure they don't care. So, like, I, I partly see your point. I agree, uh, to some extent, but. I mean, I, I am grateful that they didn't literally bail out the banks like they did in 2008
0: because that was effed up. Yeah, for sure. Well, we, I, I don't think I, we. I, don't
17: think I, think we think move, the I think it was a good move that they did
0: backstop the depositors because I think it would have been carnage if they did. Yeah. So I, I agree with that move, but it's still still <laughs> a bailout in my
17: opinion. I don't, I don't think we've seen the end of it, so I think it's a bit too soon to. Claim that what the government did uh, by bailing out the depositors uh, is uh, it ends there because we don't know. You know, uh, it's been expanding, and today we saw another drop other than credit suites, which is, I think uh, first um, uh, first Republic or what was it what was it called? Yeah, I think it is first uh, Republic. Yeah yeah that that went down as well, so if we start seeing bigger and larger banks fail, you know what will be the amount of the bailout then i mean and we we already saw Jean Kramer with this infamous tweet um j p m is a fortress that's what he that's what he tweeted like on the tenth of March, I can I can, I'll, I'll I'll fetch the tweet for you guys. But if Jim Kramer posted that JPM is safe, I mean we're toast.
0: <laughs> yeah, inverse Cramer all the time. Best investment strategy in the world for sure.
7: And that's the other thing I, I don't agree. like about this. You bring up a good point. Like everyone's running to the big banks. Like that's the last person we need to be our savior is the big banks. So I mean, maybe they are more stable, we're but they, I don't. Go ahead.
10: I agree that the, the bailout was necessary, uh, or rather, bailing out the, the depositors. I mean, I from my what I read, there are some companies that did payroll through SVB, so over a million people would not be getting paychecks um, if the bank went down. So, and it's it's definitely better than TARP, which was like, <laughs> they literally wrote like a seven hundred billion dollar check to the banks. Uh, definitely superior, but yeah, like the as uh Hernan said, the consequences and the event is still ongoing. We don't really know how it's gonna end. Um the distortions, we won't really know the consequences of such distortions because it is basically unilaterally changing FDIC to be unlimited from twenty two hundred and fifty thousand to basically unlimited. And so we, we don't we don't know the distortions of this the ramifications just yet. So hopefully the Mid-sized banks don't topple after another, and it's only like a few big banks remaining.
0: And is anyone here? Did anyone here do business with Silicon Valley Bank? Did they have accounts there? Were they running payroll there? Uh, I'd love to hear from from you guys. You know, on um, in terms of in, the impact that's on
17: This is this is this is the EOS community you're talking. Uh, this is an ES Farsha uh, chat. <laughs> I don't know who in our community got to hopefully you know, raise large chunk of VC money, but uh, uh, I haven't heard of that over here in our town. A good point there, Hernan. That would require...
5: Listen,
0: no, uh, guys, I'd it. love us to, guys, love us to have a lot accounts.
17: of easy money. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, he'd still <laughs> open personal accounts at Silicon Valley Bank? Well, anyways, I'm, I'm glad to I mean, hear that. Sounds like n- no one was kind yeah. of exposed to that uh, in our community. Um, hey, you know, maybe Maza, maybe B One,
17: maybe B One have a had yeah. a big chunk of cash. <laughs> I I heard well, Brendan Blue invested in B1. Silvergate B1. Bank. Well, Uh-oh. I heard Brendan. I they, they did an announcement like Brendan and B One like bought a shit ch- ton of Silvergate Bank. Like, Don't
10: worry, they diversified. They got Silvergate, they got Silicon Valley, they got Signature Bank,
6: they got Credit Suzy, they diversified.
5: <laughs>
6: uh, um, yeah, I, uh, the other day, w- w- wired money to Kraken, which is the exchange I use, and I one of the options on Kraken is still for Signature Bank as a as you know you have like three options to choose from in like a drop down menu for who you can wire through to, you know that Kraken uses and i was kind of surprised that signature was still listed as an option i don't I know if they just of
0: different signature like affiliate they ranks
7: of sorts <laughs> Signature is they're still operating. I don't know. They're That's the fine. weirdest one out yeah. of all these banks, to be honest with you, because the government just kind of came in and said, Okay, we own you now, you're fired. Also, all your branches are still open and everyone can keep doing business. So like I don't know what's going on there. That's kind of weird.
6: Yeah, I don't understand the full extent of what's going on there either.
0: Operation uh choke point where the US government's trying to restrict all the on-ramps onto crypto um obviously that's for real that's for real for sure and it's probably not they've been cracking down so hard yeah they have sec did a bunch of regulation actions in february against a whole wide range of crypto companies uh you know they keep restricting the the on-ramps etc while at the same time fidelity i think today Fidelity Crypto quietly went live, giving millions of retail customers access to Bitcoin and Ether. So the big players are getting approval, you know, for for crypto on ramps. While at the same time, all of the other less approved players are getting shut down, which is kind of not surprising. It's not not fun, but also at the same time, not really a surprise, uh, you know. To me, it makes sense that the U.S. dollar you know, would. know? Yeah, go for it. Do you know if it's real access,
7: like where you can withdraw to a wallet? Or is it like what Robinhood did, where you can just trade in it, but you can't withdraw? I'm just curious.
0: I am not sure. I would imagine it's the non-withdrawal type for now. You know, maybe later they'll they'll add that, uh, that function. But this is, yeah, it's just speculation. Um, I shared that link here, uh, but I, I'm not sure if that uh, that information's in there.
10: Yeah, well, it's it's still we'll still see if they try to scapegoat cryptocurrency as like an excuse for all these uh, troubles at banks. Good that EOS, uh, in my opinion, is very uh, international. Like you have presences from all sorts of communities, and that can help you know diversify. In case like you know, one country is like too, like has too much of a bad environment,
0: there are still others. You know.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's, my that's my totally... speculation
0: is that you know trad fi- the traditional finance system and the government are kind of colluding together to clamp down on on ramps depress the prices as much as possible. And then on the other side, working on, you know, officially government approved on ramps that are, you know, opening up at these big banks, these big, big finance companies. Um, so I imagine these traditional finance players may be loading up on the crypto at these lows, knowing that in a couple of months, you know, while all the, you know, bad players or unregulated players, or, you know, all, when all that money's getting kind of squeezed out and prices are low, tra- traditional finance steps in, buys in at these non inflated valuation levels, and then really starts uh, promoting, promoting this asset class. I don't know. Just speculation on my part.
7: I mean, I think you're spot on. I think it's been happening for years. I mean, how many times has Jamie Dimon come out and like, slammed crypto on the news while their company's quietly buying up a ton of bitcoin i mean a million times and always in bear markets
0: yeah yeah so long term you know i'm not too worried about uh you know the the existence of the crypto space i think there's definitely demand for these types of services these types of networks and, and i think um uh, yeah i mean I'm not I'm I'm not liquidating any positions. Let's just put it that way. I'm still holding on to as much as I can.
17: Crypto is a very small pond, guys. Like the the whole uh fiasco of going after crypto or blaming crypto friendly banks for being risky, that's all smoke and mirrors, guys. What's happening here the with the large financial markets is much larger than crypto it's really really the big picture you know it's uh it, it's it's what's going down and and, and the the macro is, is what's breaking now so um yeah the i think the next iteration of the financial race is definitely going to be built on blockchain number 3 but for now you know um we are going to see the any most of the population and the financial markets that did not uh, onboard uh, into crypto and Web three until now, they're gonna be in trouble. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we we saw finally the, the 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 decoupling like in a big way of like Bitcoin and Ethereum with the with the banks failing. So. That's uh, that's happening, you know, it's the difference that from the financial crisis of 2008, because we didn't have Bitcoin. So this is what Bitcoin was designed for, and it's now fulfilling its purpose. So it's pre- pretty prophetic to see, you know, I bet Satoshi is looking at the charts from wherever he, she, they, them are, and uh, going, mm-hmm, that's right? <laughs>
0: I like picturing Satoshi looking at one minute candles. That's, a, that's an amusing thought to me seems like it's amusing to Patrick as well.
18: Satoshi
7: I don't know I, I don't think Bitcoins its vision. like it was supposed to be a currency, right? not a not an investment. Uh, It's supposed to be deflationary, but not something that you just lock away forever. I don't think very many people spend it. I mean, one of the only times I spent Bitcoin was at Bitcoin Miami, and that was pretty fun with the Lightning Network. And I felt like I was in the future because everyone there took Bitcoin. But, um, I mean, you guys are talking about, like, it's great to have crypto because this can't happen to us. And I'm in that position. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for that, too. But it's like my food line doesn't take it. Kroger doesn't take it. Walmart doesn't take it. Like, this is a good time for... If you're worried about this yes. banking crisis, you, you convincing your local add, vendors that you, you work to with yet. to accept it.
17: Well, they, they don't accept it yet, Zach, but I think that's coming. Yeah. If 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 Amazon's getting into M- NFTs, I don't know how they're going to manage that without accepting crypto.
6: Who was that major player that just shut down NFTs? Uh,
17: Meta. Uh, Instagram. Meta, they- um, Meta and Instagram they just shut down their NFT uh, proposal, which I think is a great thing. I just I just read the I just read a post from a very um, intelligent guy. I think it's Anthony Day in LinkedIn, and he mentioned how good it was to that that Meta shut down their NFT initiative because of the immense data you know, data privacy that happened. So I'm going to send you guys this link. But he basically says that we should celebrate the Meta closing their, their NFT marketplace. Because imagine just going over and saying, connect your MetaMask to to Meta. And that's it, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is now going to know all your bags, you're spending, uh, 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 you know, if you're a whale or not, what are your spending uh, preferences on crypto? Uh, what NFTs are you holding? Or even what are you voting on different DAOs that you're participating? It's like they're pretty pretty much the minute you connect your wallet to Meta it's, or to Instagram, it's done like they're going to know all your crypto life and you're linking your crypto life to your social accounts so basically that's it total doxing
10: if we want to get even more pessimistic we can start with the the, keep mixing up the letter cbdc's the basically
18: centralized of the depressed guy (laughs) So, you're so such a depressed.
17: Modern. Yeah, definitely. Right, this this financial it. crisis is going to be the entry point for CBDCs. CBDCs. You know, when people are are truly really, you know broken financially, their government's going to come on with their um, one cure for all, which is going to be those CBDCs. Oh, you lost your money in the bank? Don't worry. Here is your equal uh, amount. Here's your Fed and bank C B D C You don't have to worry it.
0: about banking risks yeah no definitely this can be used as an argument
17: to push uh just make sure you use that money by the 31st of april otherwise you know it won't be valid money anymore
0: yeah that's when it's going to be important for us to educate the populations about really oh the
10: fireside Fireside chats will still be here
0: there you go still be here we'll have
10: each other to inform ourselves.
17: (laughs) <laughs> and the EOS will still be here. So that's that's also a good one.
0: All right. Patrick is requesting me to unmute him. We're going to unmute Patrick. He will do a speech of motivation, and we're going to wrap up the EOS Fireside chat afterwards. All right, Patrick, you've been unleashed. Let's hear it.
18: Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, ha... Huh. You know what? I am so depressed to hear all this. this. Oh, no, no, no. You have to be motivated, guys. We are in EOS. We are not in the banks. We are not the... Fireside chat of the banks. We are not to have to do the apology of the banks. We have to do the apology of the smart contract with total value located in it of Pomelo grants. We have to go on Pomelo until tomorrow. You can do a grant and I will do a grant today. So be motivated. Fuck the banks. Okay. And fuck block one and happy to see the new logo coming. And we are odious, okay? That's right. That's true. Yeah, baby.
0: All right, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Have a good evening. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. We'll see you uh, next week. And one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. 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 go.
18: Go e You understand?